Okay, great. All right, so let's start. So first of all, I want to, you know, dedicate this year, especially uh, and for a Haganah. Is that what you say? Like a, like a protection? For uh, now, I think it's the, the IDF is engaged in it probably now in some of the heaviest fighting so far right now. They're in some of the most dangerous places of Gaza right now. So they need extra, extra special schlussim. And uh, specifically, you know, for all the soldiers, uh, all the people of Israel, uh, to get our hostages back. And um, I also want to dedicate this this year to, in specifics, uh, a few different people who are friends of mine who are right now there. Uh, they are in various special forces units. And from what I understand, they're in Gaza. So Ron Ben Ruut uh, Yavin uh, Ophir Menachem Ben Ronit and Amir Rafael Ben Dalia. They Hashem should give them protection and atzlacha and bring them home shalom and guf and guf v'nefesh and protect all the soldiers and may the schus of our learning together and our Torah be a protection for all of them and destroy evil and bring this all to a swift and positive conclusion. Before we start, I want to share two things. One, both, both, both related to last week's parsha, but um, and related to to what we're learning. The first is a discussion about Lifnei Iver. That's been a topic that we've talked about, and the second is a beautiful Dvar Torah I heard from my brother, Rabbi Chaim Magistein from Chicago, about this matzah, which I think is very, very fitting. So the first is, is that we know that Avram, when he went down to Mitzrayim and when he comes to uh, Avimelech as well, what does Avram do? Avram tells Sarah, tell them that 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 you are my sister in order for them not to kill me, right? And give me nice things. And he tells Avimelech the same thing and, and Avimelech gets very angry at him afterwards and says, how could you you know make me possibly do a Avera? And really, it's a very difficult question. Why was Avram not being over on Lifnei or Losite Mishra? By going around and telling everybody that she was his sister, we know that one of the Sheva Mitzvahs, B'nai Nayach, is Gili Arayas. So it was forbidden for a, for a, um, it was, it's uh, forbidden for a non-Jew to sleep with a, with a married woman. So by telling everybody that she is his sister, and he knew full well, right, that they were going to take her to Pari's house and get him in trouble. So Avram was over with Naive Lo So you'll say, okay, but it was a risk of life, and he had a right to do it in order to protect his own life. So well, he felt stomp. That, that's 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 a different discussion. Yeah, the Ramban. Very harshly criticizes Avram for doing this. For, for how could he put his life in risk? But, yeah, so that's a great question. So Michael's home. So Michael's bringing up that that it was it was that if Lifnei Iver, as as we discussed, is considered to be a part of every single Avera, so Lifnei Iver for Gilearaya should be Yarg Valyav. So Avram should have technically have to have been Yarg Valyavar if. Uh, he believed that that Lifnaiver is a sniff, is a part of every single Aver. And in fact, we saw that the Balamar in Sanhedrin uh, holds, he, he holds this opinion that in fact, Gilearayesh, um, Vichazdamim, that, that for all those, for all those Averis that are Yarg Ve Al Yavar, 
with the Iver to do those Averis is also Yard Valya. So Avram should have technically been Chayav to be to, to, to give up his life. The Ritva, however, asks by us that if we're worried about Lif the Iver, let's and the Ritva says that no, he says that since Lif Iver is a Lav Shabichlalos, it's a general Lav, it, it, since it applies to all Averis, so therefore, there is no din of Yard Valyavar of that. Yard Valyavar is only if you're doing actual Abedazara, actual Shvichas Damim. He doesn't say because Lifneivar is something which is a separate Avera, it's not Abedazara. He just says, since you have Lifneivar for Abedazara, Lifneivar for Chazar, Lifneivar for everything, so even though it may be somewhat connected to, to the underlying Isser, it's broad enough that it doesn't fall. Under the under under the uh, of Yad Vayar. so therefore it's possible that Avram would not have been chayiv to endanger his life because there's no Yad Vayar on Lifnaiver according to the Ritzvah. However, my younger brother in this, by the way, I don't, I'm not pushing this podcast because because he's my brother. But if you want an incredible podcast where it's just ten minutes and it's three or four different Torah on the parsha you can share at the Friday night table. I highly recommend subscribing to my younger brother's podcast. His name is Rabbi Avram Agerstein from Chicago. I can share the link in the chat. It's great. He gives three or four very nice, small, very easy to listen to, very, very well researched. They're, they're all great. Either way, so he brings, so he brought a Ksav the Kabbalah, who was a Talmud of Rabbi Vegar. And the Ksav the Kabbalah is a fascinating thing. He brings in the Rambam, that, that the Rambam says that before Matan Torah for Jews, and even now for non-Jews, divorce did not involve a get. Divorce was, marriage was that you agreed with, with, with a woman for her to become kind of your wife. You brought her into your home. But it doesn't require any kind of formal ceremony or contract or anything. And divorce, you just send her away, and then you are technically divorced. So the Ksav Kabbalah says that based on this Rambam, when Avram told Sarah, you're my sister, he divorced Sarah. It's a very, very, very difficult thing to, uh, to understand. He divorced Sarah, and then this way he wasn't technically married to her, and then they got remarried afterwards. The issue with this is that we know that there's a halacha that if a woman gets divorced and she lives with someone else, it's also for her to come back to her husband. So if Avram was choshesh that maybe Pari would have slept with her, then she would have been answered to him. So one possibility is that this law only applies, you know, after Matan Torah to a real garrison. It doesn't apply to non-Jews with this type of garrison, possibly. Alternatively, maybe he felt that that they wouldn't actually happen. I don't know. That's a, that's that's one issue. Um, there is another issue that Avimelech gets very angry at him. Avimelech says, "You almost caused me to sin with with a married woman." And the reality is that if he was technically divorced, Avimelech did nothing wrong. And Avram could have just told him instead of saying, Avram could have told him, Stam, there was no is. So you can answer that maybe he didn't want Avimelech to know. That there was no Isser, because they'd say, "Okay, fine, then give me back Sarah." I, I don't know, um, but I doubt it. After after uh, uh, what happened to him, 
The Drisha gives another answer. The, the Drisha says that Avram, when he said, he thought that what was going to happen is the come to Mitzrayim. He tells everybody she's their sister. They enter into a bidding war over her for who will give him more camels and more donkeys and, uh, and, and whatever. And he'll be able to delay the bidding war until it's time to leave. So... So therefore, he never had the he never thought it would come out that she would actually live with somebody else, and therefore it wouldn't be a problem of lifna either. So this answer is very difficult for multiple reasons. Number one, uh, it's not clear that that's true. Meaning, even that even if you didn't think an outcome would happen, maybe as we said last week, that only helps for misayaya. But for lifna either, the Raisa, it's possible that you don't have a hatter to say. What will happen? Maybe it will happen, maybe not. If it would have happened, he would have been over on Gilead Arias, whatever. He would have been over on uh, Lift the Ever of Gilead Arias. The second reason why it's difficult is that, yes, that explains Mitzrayim. It does not explain Avram and the Plishtim later. It does not explain Yitzchak and the Plishtim. I mean, this, 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 this strategy did not work well for Avram twice and for Yitzchak once. It, it never worked. Um, but but anyways, it wouldn't have uh, explained those either. So therefore, I think the only simple answer is the answer is either the answer that Avram held like the Ritva, and therefore Lifnaiver, there's no Yag Valyavra and Lifnaiver of Gilearias. And then there's no and since there's no Yag Valyavra and Lifnaiver of Gilearias, so then we have the principle of Haliteul Rasha Vayamus, that if you you know for Russia is gonna go. Do uh, go do a uh, avera. It's not your problem. Give it to him, and he'll die. And he's not responsible to take care of power. Um, meaning, in the case of Yagvayavra, meaning he's scared that maybe they're going to kill him. But it's not his responsibility. The other approach maybe is the the Kabbalah, but it's very difficult because of what we said. Oh, now we have a, a new young Talmud joining, joining joining the share as well. It's very exciting. Um, so now, okay, the. The Torah I heard from him was also beautiful. I think it's very it's it's very related to what's going on now. It says that when Oig heard about the battle of the four kings, he ran back to go tell Avram, and the pshat was, and and he says, and the pshat was, he says, why? So Rashi says, why did why did Oig come to go tell Avram about 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 the war? He says because he wanted to. Kills he wanted Avram to go save Light. Avram will die and Light and Oig uh, will marry Sai. So Rebellia say he asks and he brings a bunch of uh He says, How was Oig so convinced that Avram would drop everything and go on a suicide mission to go save his nephew? And he brings that a bunch of Rishinim actually asked the question, why was it even mutter for Avram to go into what was certain death? To go to go save light, the mitzvah of leisam and adam reyecha does not apply if there's risk to you and stam. There's always shyness. How are soldiers allowed to risk themselves to go save their comrades? So dini macham are different, whatever. But why was Avram allowed to do it? So he brings from a bunch of different shayim different answers, and there are three main answers. The one is that light was his family, and therefore you have a special achrayis to family. But I think he brings from the Ramban. I, I, I uh, forget who he says because he knew that Avram was a Ivri. 
and he knew that that he knew that since Light was a Jew, was an Ivory, and Avram was an Ivory, he had no doubt that Avram would risk it all to go save another Ivory. I think it's a very, very important thing now. It's not only important for us Jews to know that we will do anything to help other Jews. And you see it all over the world. You see it everywhere now. Jews are contributing and helping and, and all together in this. But not only that, we have to make it clear to the non-Jews. They have to know, the eggs of the world have to know that Jews will do anything to go save other Jews. And that's why they know that hostage taking is our weak point because they know that a Jew will do anything to go help another Jew. And this is our strength, in some senses our vulnerability, but I prefer to think of it as our strength. And this is something that Avram had, and this is something that uh, Ike knew about. But I thought it's nice, it's nice, it's nice. Uh, right there. Um, so now let's... <laughs> so, okay, so now we're going we're gonna to be Mamshech and the Gemara in Abayda Zara. We are on Vavim with Beis. We're moving a little bit away from the saga of Lifnaiver back to our bread and butter of Lifnaideim. So we're, we're so we're the Gemara on Vavim Abayz by the by the Tudat, and the Gemara asks the million dollar question. I just have to find the Tudat, and then we'll ask the million dollar question. Ibailu, um, the Gemara has a question. Sorry, there's a period. It's not, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not, to, it's not to that. Ibailu, Nasa the Natan Mai. So, what happens if, let's say, you were over the Avera, right? It was three days before, before the Chag, you went and you sold or bought something from, from, from a non Jew. We know it's Aser three days before the Chag, and you went and did it. So, Rabbi Yechinan says that if you transgressed and you did business, it is Aser and it's Aser Bahana. So why is it Aser Bahana in general? Why is it Aser Bahana? So the Ritva explains it's Aser Bahana because you were over the Rechachaf. When somebody violates Zerbechachamim, there's a knas, that, is, that it's Asurbana. Okay? We find this principle with Maisa Shabbos. We find this by Mivatal Iser Lichatchila. We find this by uh, all over, right? If you went and you violated a Takanas Chazal and you got something out of it, it's Asurbana. The problem is, it's not clear in the Gemara, and really the Paiskim, right, as we're going to see, it's Aser B'Hadna to whom? Is it only Aser B'Hadna to you because you did business with them? Or it creates an Iser on the Chepsa, it creates an Iser on, 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 on the thing itself that it becomes Aser Hana to everybody. Now I'll tell you a very simple ramification. The first is obvious. If let's say I went and I bought a cow from a guy, right? Well, well, maybe but I sold the cow to the guy or I swapped and I have money and it's now Asurbana. And then I went and let's say, so let's say but I swapped. So now I have an item that I got from him, right? Whether it's a gift, whether it's anything, that's Asurbana. Well, during the three days, exactly. And then I went and I cooked it in a, I cooked it in a kosher pot. 
So now the halacha is that with muktza and with other things, if right, with, with, that if you take a dover muktza, right, muktza over here doesn't necessarily mean muktza muktza for Shabbat. It's something that has an isra muktza in it, whether it's for avodah whether for other things, right? And you cook it in the pot, right? It makes the pot trade. This is also true for chametz shavalava pesach. This is also true for many other isuri hanam midrabah. That if you cook them in a pot, the pot becomes straight. However, with Maisa Shabbos, it's not like that. Why? Because Maisa Shabbos is a knas on you. So if let's say somebody uh, cooked on Shabbos, and now the food is also Maisa Shabbos, if it's only usher for you, meaning if let's say it was until there's a machalikas, between Rabbi Bayer and Rabbi Uda, and we paskin that a Maisa Shabbos Peshaygeg is usher to you the whole Shabbos. It's usher to you. But it's not usher to other people. So the pot doesn't, doesn't come tricky. Right? So what is this Isr Hana? Is this Isr Hana one on you? Or it's... So there's because there's 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 a machlokes thing about how strong is the knas for Maisa Shabbos? Is the knas for Maisa Shabbos only a knas the person who was mechal Shabbos to do it, or does it make the thing itself better? I but I purchased that. If I if I come here, if you come to the house for dinner. Now I'm serving you steak that I got from a cow that I bought illegally, according to the Torah. You should tell me that, Mr. Agerstein, you don't serve kosher in your home. And you should walk out. Okay? There are some opinions that it's only us or for me, but it seems that the, that the consensus in halacha is that it's us or for everybody. The same. So now, another thing to point out is that, that the Rishonim are very clear, the Rif, the Rajma, the Ritva, others, that this machokis between Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish only applies to the three days before the holiday. But the three days, but the holiday itself, if you bought anything on the holiday itself, then everybody agrees it's awesome. They only say, right, it's only, there's only a machlokas about the three days before. Now, it's very difficult to understand why they should be different. They're seemingly coming from the same reason. They're both usher either because of Arvacha or because of or because of Lifte Iver. So why should it make a difference if you bought them three days before or on the holiday itself? And we're going to get to that in a minute. Okay. So the Gemara continues, and the Gemara first tries to bring support for the opinion of um uh, of Rabbi Yochanan. Ace Rabbi Yochanan the Rishlakish, Ideyam Shalavdikavim Nasa Binatan Asurim. And if you buy and sell on the holiday itself, they're awesome. The Gemara answers, my love, um, So the Gemara, the Gemara says that there's clearly a distinction between the holiday itself and, and three days before. That Rishlakish, when he argues, he only argues about the, about the three days before. So it's hard to understand. So one, I saw that one of the Rishayim, one of the, I think it's the places. Rabbi Elchanan, he tries to explain that on the holiday itself, it's a greater shash, so it's more likely that they gave a knas then versus three days before. But it's hard to understand. I mean, because in general, Chazal, they give a knas for a specific act, right? You violated something. So if the gzera of 
Idayam and Lifneidayam is the same Xera, so then they would give a knas for violating that Xera. It only makes sense to say that there is no knas for Lifneidayam, and there's a knas for Idayam only, right, only in the event if Idayam itself is a different Xera. So, Pashtas, I think, I think the way to understand it is, is that is that we know, right, 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 we said a few times that really it's a very difficult thing to understand because there is a, that we talked about a while ago, why is this Xeridurabad? If there is a real Ifneiver here, if there's a real problem of Arvacha, it should be a Suffolk, uh, it should be a Suffolk Deiraisa Lechumra. And if it's Suffolk Deiraisa Lechumra, it should be Aser Midairaisa. But instead, we saw from the Ritva, we saw from a lot of from from a lot of the Rishonim on Dav base, and one of the biggest proofs they bring is that it's Mutter Mishum Eva that 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 we see clearly is that this is a Xerid Rabban, it's Chashash Rabban. It's not that there's a real Suffolk here, okay. However, this Heter of Eva and all these Heterim that we saw only apply to the three days before. Because on the three days before, it's not Omed, right? It's the, the, there's no there's no real Yadayim for, for the Yisr. It's not clear. However, on the day itself, it says that the Heter of Yishim Eva is much more difficult. In fact, well, the animal was alive when you bought it, but dead when you ate it. Oh. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're we'll talking about that in a second. But, but, but it seems very clear. For example, also there, there's halacha that this halacha of three days only applies uh, in Eretz Yisrael, but not but not in Chutzlarts, and only the the uh, day itself applies in Chutzlarts. So it implies that there are two separate xeras. There's one xera of Yom Eid itself. That there's a real shash that they're going to be marviach lifneiver. There's a there's a real shash yemidem is very chum. Then Chazal in cases where it was very likely or whatever it is, they created a new gzera of three days, and this gzera is separate from yemidem itself, which really kind of I think makes a lot of sense because if you remember we had a machlekes in the Gemara before. If the three days count the day itself or don't count the day itself, so there, so there was an opinion that three days includes the actual holiday, and there was an opinion that three days doesn't. So if you go with this, maybe this is a similar machlokas to what Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish are arguing about over here. That if you say three days includes the day of the holiday, then there was really only one xera, and if you agree that there's a xera that there's a knas for the yomi day itself. Then it should apply to all three days. However, if you go with the opinion that three days does not include the day of the holiday, so that means it's really two separate xeras. There's a xera of Shleshiyamim Kaidimi Day, and there's a xera of the day itself. So just because they made a xera for the day itself does not tell you anything about, about uh, Yemei Day. Fine. So the Gemara answers the question on Rishlakish by saying that he only said there is no there is no knas for the for the gzera of lifneide. The Gemara continues. The Gemara now tries to bring a proof for Rishlakish. Ikadamri eitzvei Rishlakish le Rabbi Yechina. Idayim shleim to kechavim natsam anatan 
um Aser. Okay, it seems over here that it's only Aser on the holiday itself and not before. So 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 uh so the Gemara says, um Idave Demaloy. Tana Idi B Idi Dayam Karle. So Rabyochan answers that no, is that the three days before are also called Idea. So again, are also called their holiday. So again, it really seems that Rabbi Yochanan is understanding that there's no difference between three days before and the holiday itself. It's one Xera. They're all Idea. Idea means not only Shabbos, but also Arab Shabbos, right? Because you're prepping for Shabbos, right? Part of Shabbos. So, so too, for them, there are three days of prep, right? Uh, before their holiday are, are kind of all considered one thing. And Rishakish disagrees. They're two separate Xeris. One is three days, and uh, there are lots of exceptions. There's no Ava. It only applies in Eretz Yisrael and other things. And one is the day itself. So the Gemara brings support to Rishlakish. Tainikam is to Rishlakish, Kesha'amru Asr, Lassis, Lassis, Imam, as a Bryce that says explicitly that when it says it's Asr to do business with them, Loy Asru Ela Bedavra Hamaskaya. Ela Bedavra Shade Miskaya, Loy, Bafilu Bedavra Hamaskaya, Nasam Vinatan Mut. It's only Asr to sell them something that will last. Until the holiday, as Rashi explains, and the Bryce continues explicitly, but if you actually did it, it's mutter, like Rishlakish. So it would seem buying something from a, from a not just any guy, from an idol worshiping non Jew less than three days before his holiday. So we're talking right now in Israel, outside of Israel, we'll see that the three days don't, don't, don't apply. And Pashas these days, they also don't really apply. But in, in, in their days, they had very devout non-Jews, and this issue was a greater concern. So, so uh, the question now is, who do we Paschal like? Who's Dalacha like? The Gemara seems very, very explicit that it brings a Brisa that supports Rishlakish. Taisvis disagrees. Taisvis says Dalacha is like Rabbi Yechen. How does he get away with this? There's a Brisa that seems to disagree. So first he says there's a Mishnah later that seems to, to go with Rabbi Yechanan, so maybe that, that helps you. But more importantly, he says the Gemara, the Gemara Nivamas, the Gemara Nivamas talks about that we know that there were many, there were many couples in Talmud who have a lot of arguments, right? There's Ravan Abaya, Rabban Rabbi Yosef, Rishakish and the Gemara usually has a rule, how do we paskin when there's a machlokas between them? So normally the Gemara says that, that when there's a machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish, halacha is like is like Rabbi Yochanan, except for a select number of cases. And when the Gemara in Achilat, the Gemara in Yivamis, is bringing these cases, it doesn't bring this. So the implication is that the halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan because by omission. Since uh, the Gemara in Achilat omits this one, halacha is like Rabbi Yechanan. But Taisfah says maybe it's different because over here we have a brisa. That explicitly supports Rishlakish. So maybe the Gemara over there doesn't feel the need to list it. And Taisa says, no, there's, there are other cases, there are other places which the Gemara does list over there where there's also a supportive rice. The Rajbah and the Rif and the Rambam disagree with Taisa. They say that, no, there's a there's an explicit rice over here that supports Rishlakish. The Lacha is like Rishlakish. And this is how the Beisheshna Paskins, Mechaber Paskins, sorry, 
and this seems to be the halach. At the halach is like Rishlakish that if that if um, you were over, it's mutarbana. But again, only the only lifnei day. Meaning, if you got a present from your boss at the Christmas party, again, it's not really relevant these days. But technically, if you have Christmas parties in Israel, so one of my coworkers just told me that where he lives in Bin Yamina, they all started celebrating Halloween over the past couple of years. Uh, to me, it was just like I just whatever. <laughs> I moved on. I moved on. <laughs> but but uh yeah. Okay. I mean, like also like as a Jew, you you don't have enough things to celebrate. I mean, I feel like our calendar is pretty full and we just got out of the Chagim and now you have to do something else. I mean, seems pretty, pretty uh dedicated to a pagan holiday. Um Mercedes, but uh good to know that Avadazar is still a problem in Israel. The so technically speaking, the Fnei Dayam, right? So if you bought it, if he if he mutter bahana, okay. The Gemara continues, and the Gemara says as follows: How who? Sorry, the Gemara now goes into the question of davar of davar amaskai. Tani reb zvid be um be debay reb aishia davar shein amaskai and meichren lahem alvol ein leichemeya. You can sell a davar shein amaskai to them because they're not going to be able to benefit from it on their holiday. But you can't buy it from them. Why? <coughs> Rashi explains because there's a concern that if let's say the guy has a whole bunch of lettuce, right, which lasts a day. I don't know why. Recently, recently lettuce have been buying a class of like two days in the fridge and then it became liquid. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, maybe, maybe I have to get better. Better. I haven't been to her in a while, so maybe that's why. Her last three weeks. Yeah, yeah, I have to. I have to go back. No, I got it recently, but I have to. I have to go back. There's an amazing woman here in Rehovot who sells. The best greens, but this is not. She she is not a sponsor of this of this share, therefore she would not get mentioned. Um. So either way, so but so 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 therefore, if if a non-Jew sells a davrish in the sky, I mean, remember we're talking something that won't even last two days. He's going to be happy that he got it off his hands, and that will make him happy. Alternatively, uh, he will be able to benefit from that money on 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 his holiday, and that will make him happy. Okay, the Gemara now gets into the story that we've talked about in the past. How Humina the Shadile Dindra Kesarina Rev Yehuda Nesia Biyim So there was a Mina, which was generally speaking, when the Gemara talks about Mina, talking about Christians or early Christians. So he gave uh, Rev Yehuda Nesia a very expensive coin Biyim which may have been I don't know Easter, Christmas, whatever. I, I'm not sure. Which holidays were around at that time? So he gives him this coin. He gives him a matana. Now the Gemara does a little bit of like a ninja move on us, right? There is no source yet in the Mishnah or anything that we saw that says it's prohibited to receive a gift from a non-Jew. The only source that it's prohibited to receive a gift from a non-Jew is this Gemara. But the Gemara never bothers to kind of lead up to this or tell us that you know Asr Darin is Asr. The Gemara kind of talks about it later, but over here this is the first real source. And it's not really clear why, because you're gonna he's gonna give you a gift and therefore he's gonna go thank his Lord. I mean like why? So there there are some Rashidim that say that the Isr to receive a gift only applies to a Adam Khashov to somebody who is, you know, somebody who people like to like to give gifts to, you know. There are some guys who like they're they're, they're big chiyas in life. 
is that they bought the Rebbe something, right? They gave something to the Rebbe. It gives them uh, a lot of pleasure. I don't have such people in my life. I'm not sure how you find them. <laughs> I would love them, but either way. So, so there are people like that. And really, there's a Gemara Kedushin. The Gemara Kedushin says that Hanas Kabbalah's Adam Chashuv is something which you can use for Ketzaf Kedushin. Meaning, if you're a very Chashuv guy, and the woman thinks it's such an honor to marry you, right? She can, if she can give you a gift, and with that pleasure that she gets from giving you the gift, technically it's considered to have sufficient financial value that you can do a kedushin with it, right? So we see that such things exist. So therefore, there are some Rishayim that want to say that maybe the Isser of Kabbalah's Garan only applies to Adam Chash. Other Rishayim say, no, it's exerted for everybody. They're all Asr because Stop, the guy feels good. If the guy will feel hurt that you didn't accept the gift, then he probably feels good that you accepted the gift. Who knows? Okay? Definitely, if it's your employer and you're his manager, he's very happy to accept the gift. If a woman gives me a gift, it's not Kedushin. Um, I, I, I don't have that high self-esteem that uh, if a woman gives me a gift, I think it gives her that much pleasure. But also because there has to have been desire for kedushin, and and you actually have to have done it explicitly. However, however, there are some halachos and halachos shalachmanis that say that there could be a problem of sending a gift of a woman. So this is really the other way: a man giving giving a gift to a woman could be a problem of kedushin. But I remember hearing that could be that if a guy's real adam chashuk, there could be you know some issues of the woman, of the unmarried woman, bringing him shalachmanis. Well, no, no, so then again, so the, the case of the, 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 the usual case is um is where the guy says afterwards, I'm gonna marry you with this Hana. But it gets a little bit more murky. Uh what the what the possible issues can be if I think especially if they're engaged or whatever, if a man brings Shachmanas to a woman. Okay, so so um so let's so, 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 let's just just finish the Gemara. So 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 what did he do? Have Yasef Rishlakish Kameser Rishlakish was watching this whole event. Amar Heki Avid Ashkalek Azul um uh Azul Umay Loy Ashkale Havile Ava. So Rishlakish says, listen to Yudah, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. If you accept the gift, right, then you cause the guy to go think it's Lord. Avera. If you don't accept the gift, there's the Ava. He's going to be angry at you. He's going to be mad at you. Right? He's going to be insulted. You're going to wreck your relationship with your boss. Yeah? So what do you do? So, so Rebuta answers to him. So he says, So his response was, you know, he gives you a nice vase, a nice dish. Hold it, say, wow, it's gorgeous, and then by mistake, drop it, yeah, and shatter it. And what's interesting is that the Shukhanar, when he paskins this halacha, he actually paskins this, that that you should try to drop it in front of him. However, the Rambam and many others, when they paskins the halacha, they say, if there's some way for him, for you to be able to project that you don't actually like it, you know, you can do one of those passive-aggressive stuff like, oh, an Xbox, oh, that that's great. So is this a is this a computer? Like what you know? Um so uh right. My my father actually when he was working, 
uh, in uh, his startup a while ago. They gave him for a Christmas gift, they gave him the Xbox. That's why I had the example. So he didn't want any of us to have it. So he donated it to the Hatsala of Lakewood for them to have in their, in their kind of, you know, waiting room, not their waiting room, whatever, in their, in their area where that's all the guys who are on call wait uh, uh, between calls. So I don't know, it may have been a problem of Sakana uh, Stefashis. I mean, that's all the guy in the middle of the game, is he going to run, run right away? I don't know. But presumably, I think I remember them being very, very grateful for it. Um, but yeah, so so you can, so if if you have some way of showing you aren't happy, fine. If not, you should accept it. And the Rambam passed is that if you got it on the holiday, you should not have an offer. So if you got a, a, a holiday gift on Christmas from a believing non-Jew who's kind of really really believing non-Jew, and he says thank whatever for for you know you taking this gift, you shouldn't have an offer. That's how long. However, what this does introduce. This Heter of Ava, the Ritva, goes at length and he says, it shows us a very, very important point about this Xerah. He says, this Xerah was created by Chazal in places where it made sense, which is not the usual thing with Xerahs. So, for example, Gvinasakum, according to many opinions, Chalavakum, um, Shemenakum, all those other cases, right? Sorry, not Shemenakum. Uh, 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 Pasakum. They made Xera, and Xera is here forever. That's it. This Xera they made with a lot of caveats. They understood that Claudius Charles and Gallus, and there are maybe and Gaim's beliefs changed, and all these different things. And therefore, the Ritva says it's You have to make a hashara for 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 what you're supposed to do. And he's so then um, you should keep her gift, which is Jewish. If she's not Jewish and she gave you a gift on a holiday, then um, it probably is a very strong Mishum Eva issue uh, and it's permissible for you to keep it. And you're not going to derive pleasure from it anyway because it's your mother-in-law. So, um, fine. But, kach, all right, we're going to stop here and next week we will continue further in the Gemara and uh, move forward. Thank you, everybody. Yaman hope to see you in person one day. Stay safe. Um and uh may it all end soon.